This is Stock Culture. With Stock Culture. Presented by your host, Billy Clement and Ronnie George. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hey, this is your boy, Billy Clement, a.k.a. The Billionaire. Oh, we're here today, man. Stock Culture, another episode with my guy, my co-host, Ronnie Jones. What's going on, Ronnie? Yeah, what's going on, Billy? What's going on, man? How's everybody? You know, same old, same old, man. We're in the, in the market today. Everything's hitting all-time high, man. I don't know when this episode going to launch, but by this time, if you listen to it, SPY was high, QQQ was high, like right. SBX, everything is just sitting all time high. So and we missed that. We missed that Nvidia play. Though. Nvidia That's did a crazy game. rip, man. <laughs> My boy, uh, well, you did you did that play on uh on in, on paper trade. You made yeah, hundred fifty thousand dollars on that. I was, yeah, I was, like, like, I was just tested on here to see, and it ran one hundred fifty thousand. So I was like, Dang. "That's ridiculous." Yeah. But man, without any further ado, we have uh, a really special guest with us here today. He goes by the name Austin Riley. We heard about Austin through a, a mutual friend, man, and we can't wait to get him in there. Say hello to the people, Austin. Hey, it's so nice to be here. Thank you, guys. No problem. Hey, yeah, I mean, we awesome, man. We're glad to have you in the house today. Um, so biggest thing we always start with, man, this is a show that we just kind of like kind of add value to people. We talk about stock. We talk about cryptos. Talk about anything that has to do with investing. So. Uh, our main goal is just add value to people, man, and just kind of like help other people see this type of lifestyle that, you know, a lot of people are not preview to, or if they are, they're kind of like on the fence or whatever. So we're glad to have you here. But before we get into it, man, tell us a little bit about you, man. Tell us about your upbringing. What do you live? What do you do for a living and all that good stuff? Okay. So I've been, I've been born and raised in Covina, California, and uh, I'm working in a hospital right now as a nurse assistant. Uh, went to college, you know, high school. I went to in in high school it was a little weird because I went to like four high schools, and you know, it's that time where you you're trying to find your way, and you kind of you know, I moved around a little bit. So uh, after high school is when I really got into into crypto. I was doing construction, and it really just kind of came out of like you know, I was, I was living in the garage, my garage at the time, and uh, I was looking for the for the next thing like you know, an entrepreneur type type of thing, or, you know, what, what can I learn? What can I get my hands on? And I started hearing about this Bitcoin stuff. And, um, at, at the time, you know, I was doing part-time in college. I, I hadn't really, uh, really, really settled down in what I wanted to do. And, um, so, so I was, uh, I put some money and I put in 90 bucks and, uh, that's really Wait, where how I, much, how much, would, uh, how much of Bitcoin back then? Uh, when I, when I first started looking at it, I believe it was around $2,000 for a Bitcoin Jeez, and uh, <laughs> Ethereum was around two, maybe 200 bucks. Cause, uh, most of my, most of my Ethereum I picked up was around the 200 to even $130 range. And, um, yeah, so I put in some money, I was hanging out in there just by myself and I just, I put it into, into XRP. And I just started watching the numbers click and I'm like, what is going on? So that led me into this whole world of, of blockchain and how, how I didn't have a college degree. Um, I wasn't a real educated kid growing up grades and school, you know, it wasn't really my thing. And 
there I was making money in my garage. Mm. And that's something that I'm so passionate about and why since then my all everybody that knows me knows all I talk about is crypto. <laughs> <laughs> it is the stock market is options, which I'm, I'm not as big on, mm-hmm. but you don't need a college degree. You don't need connections. It's something that you could download on your phone. And if you know what you're doing, um, y- you can make some money. Right. Right. And that's, that's uh, crazy, man. Like, so I, one thing I always tell people is like college degrees are great, but it's, I don't think college is meant for everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't think college is meant for everybody, man. I feel like some people drive in college. Like, for example, for, for me, I did good in college, but I never studied. Like, I just, I was able to just pass some of my stuff. You know what I mean? I went for uh, pre-med, did horrible in pre-med, hated it. Then I went to business and everything just came easy from there. So I get it, man. Some, sometimes college is not just for, it's, it's just not for anybody. For everybody. Um, so you in your garage making all this money. So what was the next level from there? Like, how did you like uh, kind of like pivot from there? How did you figure out, like, oh man, I got to put more money in there. I got to, I got to learn this thing a little bit more. Well, I had been trading for about a year. I, I gained some money. I traded from $90 to about $600. And then I bought into this coin. I, f- I forgot the name, but I just remember watching my 600 go like straight down to $40. <laughs> And Wait, so how long did it take you to go from 90 to 600? It must have took me like a few weeks or maybe okay. even, maybe even a couple months of of testing it out, learning about it. And uh, cuz at the time, I mean, you know, when you're a, you're an older teenager, so that's that's a lot of money. That's a lot so, of money, man. <laughs> uh, and uh where I really hit it was XRP though and and I was I had about $90. I fluctuated in back with $90. And uh, I watched it turn into $6,500. And that was the moment where I thought, and I don't know how, how I must have did this. I can't do this now, but I sold at the top. And <laughs> I never, That's a good place to sell. <laughs> yeah, I never sold at the top since, but uh, um, I ended up having, yeah, look, having that 6,500 and then um, it just slowly bled out into the bear market. Mm. And after uh, beginning of 2018 or so, things were, were going down right. and it really relied on uh, if you believe in the technology if you look at the, um, you know, what Bitcoin does, what Ethereum is doing, and you're investing in that company because you see uh, a potential and where it's going to be. And it started to turn into this thing where it was more of a passion and less of a money, money grab, money maker. And so I started telling everybody about it and everyone, you know, <laughs> And it's crazy because it brings me back to this thing about, you know, intuition. And, mm-hmm. and if you see something, you got to go for it right away. You can't wait. And everybody was telling me, don't do it. My parents were telling me, you know, it was a Ponzi scheme. Friends were telling me, you know, it's cool, man, but, you know, don't throw in all your money in this, mm-hmm. you know, it's because I love you and they're looking out for you. And uh, man, my friends were getting like weekly, if not daily videos of me yelling saying y'all need to buy bitcoin it's it's (laughs) gonna go back up Mm. so um you know it was just and then there's this you know people compare it to gold 
Mm. And um, it's just, it, it's such a, um, it's like a virtual, I, I like to think of it as a virtual gold. And uh, so, yeah, I was, I was just buying it through the bear market. I bought it high. I bought it low. I dollar cost average. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I bought Ethereum, mostly just those two, because you kind of hear about how a lot of the other ones aren't going to make it and, right, you know, right, bank right. might come out with their own, but um. And, and, and they're working on it, right? They're working on coming up with their own and all this stuff. But I do want to go back to your point where you said, like, there were some, well, there were some scams that kind of happened with Bitcoin, right? So if you think about, I forgot, I think it's called like OneCoin or something like that. People invested tons of money in it and then it didn't go anywhere. And most recently, the Squid Game, the Squid Game one that went to like $2,000 overnight and then the next day was like a penny. You know what I mean? It's like, so a lot of, some of those things happen. So Going back to your point, you do have to educate yourself on 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 the platform and know exactly which coins and what to look for. So my question to you is like, you, you chose XRP. Can you talk a little bit about why did you decide to go with X? Because XRP is actually one of my favorite ones that I can't wait for them to put it back on Coinbase so we can trade it. But it's like, why did you choose XRP? At the time when I chose XRP, it was the I didn't know a whole lot, a whole lot about it. Um when I, when, when I initially made that money and then I started looking into it, I'm like, yo, there's gotta be some more to this, but they have a, um, it's a, it's a payment processing. It, it helps transact helps, um, payment transactions and it's going to solve a lot of the transaction fees and time links that we have now with fiat yeah. currency. And it, it's real weird what's going on with the whole SEC stuff. I, I definitely still have my um, XRP bag. I haven't sold it. But um, that that was, that's the, yeah, that's one of the, it's one of the original coins that's been around forever. So wait, you didn't sell yours because I had mine in Coinbase and they liquidated that joint for me. Like I, they just, they just closed it out for me. So what do you have? Is there a specific wallet that you go to to buy XRP? Because I, I, I've been looking all over trying to figure out where can I go and buy XRP? Yeah, I actually loaded up um, a couple weeks ago. I think it was around the 90, 90 something cents range on KuCoin. I, I day trade on margin, which is uh, I'm not recommending margin very much, but very uh, risky, yeah. <laughs> that's my casino. You say it's on, on Ku, KuCoin? Yeah, KuCoin has a lot of coins. Uh, they, they never banned it. So okay. you can go on there and buy it. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta look it up, man. I gotta look it up. So you gonna, buy, you gonna buy some now, huh? <laughs> bro, like I've been, like honestly, I, I believe XRP should be almost at the same level as Ethereum. Like that's, that's how crazy it is. Like it should be in, in the thousands. You know what I mean? But with this whole SEC thing and being banned and all that stuff, I feel like it's gonna hurt him a little bit because it was way on his way out. It was way on his way up there, but then it just got banned. And Coinbase, like no in America, you can buy, basically buy it except I don't know. Cool coin, I guess I gotta figure that thing out. <laughs> yeah. So, cool. I, so do do your friends and family call you a genius now? Like, did they really like look back and be like, oh shoot, we should have listened to Austin? Well, you'd be surprised. Most of my friends have a um, my name is either like just crypto something. They call me Senior Bitcoin Crypto Master. Just my close friends joking around. Um, a lot of my friends tell me they wish they would have bought in. And even my family, I've tried to convince my family, but that's another story. (laughs) 
Did anybody buy? I know we talked to Zay, man, and he was excited that he actually go, went ahead and uh, implemented. But uh, did anybody else buy beside him? Yeah. So let's fast forward a little bit through the bear, the bear market of 2018, 19. I was still buying and um, it was in 2020 of when the April 2020, everything crashed. Was that, was that painful? Like, okay. So during the bear market, was that kind of like painful to like, you know, Bitcoin, because Bitcoin did a good rally and then it came back. I think it went like over like 10,000 or 20,000, something like that. And it came back down. Like, and I know a lot of people who like just gave up on it. Were you, was that painful for you? Like, did, I don't know, how, how would you feeling at that time? Because, you know, that's one of the hardest things, especially being an investor or trader. Like, how did, how did that, how did you feel emotionally, I guess? That, uh, I was, I was fairly new. And the jump from... It started with this China ban, which they did again this year. Uh, they do it every year. They China banned it, and the price tanked. I think from maybe around three thousand to like two thousand or so, and then it just like started going straight up, and it went to you know six thousand, seven thousand. All of a sudden, it's um, having this crazy parabolic move. Hits twenty thousand. So it was a more of a short lived experience. And, and then accumulating during the bear market was kind of like, you know, how you're looking at market cap and how much money gold is, and you're comparing the market cap of gold to what Bitcoin could be and the future potential Bitcoin. Tw- even I remember when um, Bitcoin recently started going back up to 20,000 and CNBC was coming out saying that, you know, it was a double top. We were heading back. The bears were back into play. They always say that. <laughs> and I was looking at, uh, yeah, man, our friend Jim Kramer. And, uh, <laughs> Jim I'm is like, funny. I'm sorry. He's, he's hilarious. <laughs> you got you to gotta love Jim. You got <laughs> And uh, I took that as a buy signal. And so uh, I was working out. Pandemic was going on. And this was... Uh, this was um, around April 2020, and you know, it, it, I had been been suffering for a couple years of buying and just waiting for this potential one day to come up, and everything tanked. And this is where a couple more of our friends joined in. Um, we have a friend Hernan and a few others, and I'm like, "You guys got to get in." You know, Ethereum hit $133 in April of 2020, and um, one of my friends, Hernan, he threw in, uh, he sold all his stocks and he had like some S&P 500 type stuff mm-hmm. and put it all into crypto. And he made... Wow, he was all in. Yeah. He, he, he Well, he had about 8,000 that you put in. Bro, that's which, a lot. <laughs> which it took me by surprise because, you know, at the time everything was low and my portfolio wasn't, you know, that big. I mean, I, I had more than that, but, and, uh, it launched pretty soon. And I mean, he made, you know, he's over a hundred grand now and he must have made over a hundred grand in like maybe a couple months. That's crazy. And Ethereum is like a 4,000 then. So go, go ahead and do that calculation. That's crazy. Yeah. I think, um, I think the last time he mentioned he had around maybe 17 Ethereum or something. That's that's ridiculous, man. So so he really believed in 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 that specific coin. Then so man, that's crazy. Seventeen. 
Yeah, I'm going to get there. (laughs) The crazy part about it is we're still early to the party in the whole crypto game, right? Like a lot of people aren't even trading crypto as as the expectation as it, you know, it could be or reach. So that's the crazy thing. Like we're still kind of early on a lot of different things as well. Yeah, and and it, it exactly. We're so early when. When Jamie Dimon comes out and he says, you know, Bitcoin's worth nothing and this and that, and then you look at what these banks are doing behind the scenes and the hedge funds, Yep. and for people who are really still following crypto during the bear market, uh, like I was, you're, you do a lot of, uh, a lot of digging, <laughs> a lot of stocking on these banks, and you start finding out that PayPal is getting ready to, to set up Bitcoin transactions and different, um, you know, just big corporations are incorporating Bitcoin and you're like, Hey man, why is the price going down? But that's exactly what they want you to think. They, they want you to think it's over because as soon as you think it's over and you're selling your bag, those hedge funds and those banks are coming in and they're taking your coins because they see the long-term potential in this Ethereum. As far as, you know, what I believe is I think Ethereum is just going to keep going up. Bitcoin is just going to keep going up until it maybe matches gold or so. And I'm going to keep buying. I'm going to buy when it's high. I'm going to buy when it's low. And one of the, one of my favorite quotes actually is by um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You guys are familiar with him. Robert Kiyosaki. Uh, yep. And this was one of the most influential things I heard him say one time. He said, uh, buying is... Um, Wealth is not in the selling, it's in the buying. And I, that always stuck with me because when I first came in, you kind of buy, you're like, hey, this is going up, I'm going to buy it. But if you could wait for the right moment, you're going to compound your money so much more when you buy the dips. And that was me, the whole bear market. I was buying the dips, every dip, $50 here, $100 there, and you hold and you just don't sell. And it really adds up over the years. All of a sudden you have this retirement bag that you just, you never imagined you would have had. Right. Right. That's crazy, man. So tell me a little bit about why is crypto, why, especially specifically Bitcoin, like why is, why is that such a controversial thing when it comes to like one, the government and also to the banks? Like, why is that such a, like, I guess, why are the banks and the government are so much afraid of potentially people moving into Bitcoin, actually using Bitcoin as, as the currency that people are going to use? Like, why is that such a fear for them? That, that's, a, um, that's something I've thought about a lot. And there's a couple theories on that. There's, there's more of a, the, the basic answer and then more of the conspir- conspiracy answer would be, um, we'll start with the basic answer is that it's competition to the U.S. dollar. It's it's a better version of gold. You could buy things with it. It could be upgraded. It's a, a peer-to-peer system where mining could happen all over the world. You, it's so hard to shut Bitcoin down. And you're looking at the US dollar that's being printed trillions and inflation is stacking up. And then you have this digital gold that's basically anti-inflation. It just keeps growing. So that would be that would be more of the um, why the government would say, hey, you know, we got there, there's a better form of the U.S. dollar out there. We got to stop it. 
But some people say, you know, and some people say Bitcoin maybe was started by the government. It was, you know, nobody knows who the creator is. So it's kind of weird. But if you, the way I look at it is that you have, especially with Bitcoin, I've always looked at what the action, what the actions and the facts are, aside from what people are saying. The facts are PayPal and all these financial institutions are now, you know, getting involved in Bitcoin and the U.S. government. I mean, they would have stopped by now. They, they would have and they should have stopped it, which means that they are allowing it, um, which kind of leads us into this in, into the next um, thing is that are they setting up Bitcoin to be a pure, you know, um, a form of currency like a digital gold? Or are they getting us ready for their own digital currency? And are they about to ban it once we're used to the blockchain? And that's how they incorporate their own digital dollar as a currency. And, and that's, that's, that's all, more of a scary road if you think about it, because the blockchain necessarily, um, you might, it, it takes a lot of privacy away. And the US dollar you know, they're talking about tax, taxing unrealized gains and stuff like that. It's, um, it's starting to lead into this area where we might have a U.S. dollar and everything is traceable and everything is taxable. Right, right. And so <laughs> we're having fun in this Bitcoin era, but let's, we're, we're really hoping that it lasts um, mm-hmm. the way it is. Because I feel like as soon as they figure out how to tax Bitcoin and all that stuff, I think they they're gonna they're gonna embrace it more because now like you know they can make money off of it that's that's my theory (laughs) once they figure out how to tax it yeah once they figure out how to tax it and you know take some of that some of that income um from you they definitely be able to you know embrace it a lot more and they did come up with a digital dollar right i feel like that's i think like i read it somewhere i think that's something that's in the work or it's already been out there already talking about digital dollar and stuff yeah yeah, the digital dollar, I, I think it's going to come out. I, they say, you know, they're voting on it. They want to see what people think about it. But the reality is it's it's a better version of the dollar. And um, they're going to trace what, what we're buying and what we're selling. And they're going to get more tax money out of it. It's all for tax. It's all for taxes. Of course, man. They got to figure a way to make money, man. And right. with this whole new, um, I don't know if people know about that, but Biden just passed a, a law that I believe is like, $500 after $500, the, the bank have to report to the government to let them know that, you know, you received that money. Now, I'm pretty sure people are going to find loops through there, right? Deposit $499.99 and it won't get reported. But I don't know. <laughs> you might find a way around it. But the government now wants to know every single money or up to, I, I think, I think it's up to $500, $600 that gets deposited into your, into your checking. The, the bank have to report it. So the, the the reason behind it kind of what Austin just said, like they want to track it. They want to know, they want to tax it and they want to get more money from you because, you know, people working under the table or getting paid in cash, they're not reporting those income. Of course, they want to, you know, get some of that money too. So, yeah. Ronnie, what you got, bro? Yeah, man. So sort of listeners who's trying to get into cryptocurrency, what would you suggest them since you got in on Bitcoin and Ethereum early? Someone was trying to get in now. What would you suggest them? How would they get in or different methods on really learning how to, you know, 
trade crypto? There, there's really um, dollar cost averaging and buying the dips have always been my favorite method of of getting into crypto. I mean, we could talk about day trading, which is uh, a, a, another aspect of making money, but most of my money that I've made, my wealth, my long-term bag that I don't touch has always been buying the dips. Um, don't buy when things are going, you know, when things are just going straight up, just wait, wait for that dip and hold and just know that this is going to be your bag for 10, 20 years from now. And then another thing that's gotten kind of interesting recently, if if you if you're kind of beating yourself that you didn't get on the Bitcoin game, this metaverse stuff is is kind of sounding like the next big thing. And that's been something that has really caught my attention recently. And a lot of the a lot of crypto people who have been in it, who I follow on YouTube and stuff, they've been talking about this metaverse. And metaverse coins are a good one, but I I'm probably going to, I'm not buying until, um, after maybe January, because it seems like we might be having this a good run up till the end of the year, but buying the dips, I would just say, be a little careful. Don't put all your money in at once, ease your way in and just don't spend what you're, what you're really, what you're willing to, um, don't spend what you can't afford. You know, don't be, don't be putting in your rent money none of that. You got to just think smart. And um, remember buying it. Uh, wealth is not in the selling, it's in the buying. Facts. So talk to us about that metaverse, man, because, you know, Facebook just came out with this cool, cool thing. And I feel like we talked about this a few times. And one of the things that metaverse remind me of is kind of like that movie uh, Ready Player One, where you put the goggles in and you're in a completely different place, character, everything. So Talk to me a lot, a little bit about how does that impact, you know, the, the crypto world? Like, and why is that so important? Why, why should people pay attention to that? Because I feel like it's a cool thing. They're going to be people in there that just want to have fun. Like, they just want to just be in the metaverse with the cool glasses and all the different things. But then they go people who are going to make a lot of money out of metaverse. So why is that such, a, such an important thing to pay attention to? The metaverse it almost seems like Facebook is trying to create this uh, matrix type of thing, which is kind of a, it's, it's interesting, but the metaverse is a online virtual reality platform. Recently I read that Nike is, is making shoes for the metaverse. And when you start seeing these things happen, these are, these are um, facts that, that you could see. These are, these are things that are happening that aren't, priced in yet. And when I'm looking at this, I'm thinking if Nike is creating a shoe for this metaverse, this thing is going to be big. Facebook just changed its name to metaverse. This is going to be big. Correct. You know, they want people to be plugged in video. How much time do people spend on video games? Just imagine, you know, living in this metaverse, they may want this to be our whole new reality of living in a metaverse. So there's three coins. Um, they're all going a little down. They're all kind of going down right now. But uh, Decentraland was one of them. Uh, Cube was on an, was another one that was on uh, Gemini. And so Decentraland is basically a currency that you could buy things in this metaverse. It's still so new. So I'm still learning on it myself. But my main priority right now is buying metaverse land. 
And you see a lot of these rich athletes and different people, they're buying NFTs right now. And it's like, how are these people spending a million dollars on this photo? That's crazy. But in a few years from now, that photo may be worth way more than a million dollars. What what are the uses though? So you talked about metaverse land. Okay, so let's 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 focus on that a little bit. So you buy this virtual reality land, then what? Like how do you how do you monetize it? How do you make money off of that in, in the metaverse world? And and this is where I'm still learning about it too, because it's so new. But advertisements are one. If you own metaverse land, you're gonna be using it for advertisements, you're gonna be using it to to rent properties. I mean, it's going to be a virtual reality where you live in. And this is like the way I I'm thinking of it is going back to the 1930s and buying as much land as you can. Oh, and yep, yep. It's a yep. little weird cuz we're in the beginning stages of it, but I think in in 5 to 10 years from now this thing's going to be huge. Y'all heard it here first. and i and i and i'm getting that feeling again where i'm telling all my friends you know you guys get about metaverse land microsoft is into it facebook is into it when you start seeing these signs of big corporations investing in something that where the price hasn't actually been priced in yet you got to get ahead of the curve in there and i mean it it may it may be nothing but I'm personally going to go in on it just because, you know, I didn't get Bitcoin at, at, you know, $200, like I, like some people <laughs> did, but um, I, I would like to get in the, on this metaverse land at a cheap price. I, I, so, think, I, I think that's dope. I, I was going to say, so based off of the land, so if you buy the metaverse land, say five, 10 years from now, you can sell that land for triple quadruple the amount that you paid for it kind of like how they do with nfts like you might buy an nft picture for like a 100 bucks and then sell it for like a million that kind of kind of like along the lines what you're saying that yeah that's my understanding of it i know people are buying these like properties and they're renting it out for advertisements for different companies and you're walking through the metaverse and you see a sign a nike sign and you know, they paid for that. You're seeing these NFTs and those are things that people paid for. They're making money off of it. Man. So to all this, to, to, all, to all the sneaker heads out there, you, you know, Nike's making all this metaverse uh, sneakers. Y'all better start collecting them stuff <laughs> quickly. <laughs> yeah. So that that's my next move right now. I mean, crypto is always the number one. It's It's going right. to be Bitcoin, Ethereum, these these newer projects. Polkadot is another one of my favorites. Um, they're going to go up. I would just be more cautious buying because we're so high right now. Um, don't invest what you can't you know, afford to lose. And um, definitely research. Anything you invest your money in, mm-hmm. you have to research everything. You want to know in in that way, when it grows, you feel more confident in your growth. You feel more confident in yourself right. because you did the work and the internet has everything. You know, you don't need to go to college to learn this. You don't need to have connections to learn this. You could do Google searches. And if you feel that one of these projects has a good team, um, they, they have good investors, that's going to be a project that you might put put your money in and then watch grow. Right, right. And it's the crazy thing is 
companies are not looking into, like I was looking at some careers, career potential like careers that's going to be generated based on cryptos and NFTs and all the different things. Companies are actually looking for people who understand those things now because, you know, all of this is new, like crypto and all this stuff. That's like less than 20 years old. So people are like, companies are like, okay, we got to get somebody who understands how this thing works, the technology behind it and can, can explain it to people. So even if you don't, if you're not interested in those things, at least learn it just to kind of have a foundation behind it. I mean, I would rather people actually like just buy crypto. Like I buy crypto on a weekly, monthly basis. Like I just like, just, just take it, you know, just make a habit out of it. Like kind of what Austin said, 50 to $100 a month, just just buy something. You know what I mean? Instead of sitting on the sideline, just waiting and stuff. So, um, Ronnie, what you got, bro? So, I'm sure a lot of people's questions are, what's your thoughts on SHIB? And <laughs> <laughs> you, first of all, do you own SHIB? I, that's what I want to know. <laughs> you know, I, I have a, I was, I was thinking about this and I do have some thoughts because it, it really started, I want to backtrack to Doge real quick. Because when if you started, a lot of the OG crypto people, when I started, Coinbase had Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, Litecoin, and then, oh, Dogecoin was on the other exchanges. But we were trying to uh, really make a name for ourselves. And you're telling these people, buy Bitcoin, buy Ethereum, and then people think it's a scam. And then there's this coin, you know, well, what about Dogecoin? And it's created out of a meme. And it was kind of like, I hate to say it, it was kind of like the black sheep of crypto. And uh, I have my little brother wanted to invest in, in Doge and I, I regret telling him no. Um, <laughs> but uh, so now we're entering this stage where crypto is more respected. It's being offered by these huge institutions. And you have these fun, fun meme coins like SHIB, like Shiba and Doge. And Shiba is one that um, I, I was at work. I was at work and this is um, <laughs> I, I was trading on margin and I had traded. Uh, I used, I think, two, two grand and I borrowed another four grand. So I was running about six, six thousand dollars just playing around. And I remember it started flying. And I, here I am at work <laughs> and I'm making like $7,000 in a day off, off Shiba. And I'm thinking, this is just, this coin's going crazy. So I actually sold it before the craziest run up because I wanted to take my, you kind of learn to take profits and uh, not be too greedy <laughs> once you lose too much. <laughs> um, so I took my profits and Zay, uh, Zay Mendoza, he was, he was like, nah, man, I'm not selling. I'm holding this one. And I just remember thinking, man, they might actually, he might be right. He might cash out on this. So I do believe he's still holding, um, but I'm all out of ship. <laughs> hey, you got to take profits when you got to take profit, man. Like that's, that's, that's a fact. Cause it dropped back to like, what is it? Like five, I think. Point zero zero five or something like that. So I think a lot of people are waiting for you to go to a penny. I have seen some people on Instagram throwing crazy amount of money in it. You know what I mean? I feel like at some point you're going to have to like, mm, you got to take a step back. Like, you know, what, what do you, what you, if you, if you start having like a hundred, $200,000 in it, if you can afford to lose $200,000 and you're okay with it, then by all means go for it. But if you cannot, please 
be careful with, especially with those type of, you know, type of uh, coins and stuff. So uh, put, put kind of like what you said earlier, put enough money in there that, you know, you're not afraid to lose whatever. So um, yeah, be careful with, be careful with those ones, man. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you booked some profit. That, that's a good thing. Yeah, definitely. Be careful when it comes to Doge. I mean, Doge has Elon Musk writing it now and uh, Mark Cuban and, they kind of made something who was a joke that was a joke turn actually, you know, a well-respected coin now because they're right. respected people. I still don't have any Doge. I may get some. It, it's more of a. Um, it's just so hard for me to buy a coin that I I enjoy buying Ethereum because I know it's solving real-world problems. Smart mm-hmm. contracts. What what really triggered it for me was smart contracts and Cardano is another one of my favorites. Yep. Smart yep. contracts. There's people in um, is it Ethiopia, one of those countries where they're putting all their school system information on the Cardano uh, yep. blockchain now, and it's you know you get excited and pumped when you when you buy into these things. Um, but Shiba, be be careful, make your money and get out. And don't try not to lose too much money. <laughs> you know, you know, some people lost money already. Funny story with me and uh, me and Ronnie. We we actually had Doge before we turned up. Before it was a penny. Like we had, <laughs> I think I had like a hundred over a hundred thousand worth of not 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 in dollar, but a hundred thousand shares basically in in, mm-hmm. in in Doge. And I don't know how how much money he had. It was about fifty. Yeah. yeah, but just like you, man, when he hit that high number. I saw the profit and I took it. Oh, yep. But that thing ran up to like what 80 cents? <laughs> yeah. You sold at 80 cents? No. Oh, I was gonna say oh, we got out way before then. It ran afterwards. <laughs> so we were we were super early in there, like literally before anybody started talking about doors, you were like, we were in there, we were buying it like crazy, right? But then like as you, as you start seeing profits in the tens and twenties and thousands, you're like, oh shoot, I should just take profit right now. You know what I mean? You know, it's like you know, you're a trader. You're not like thinking about this thing's going to run to 80 cents or, 80, or almost a dollar. Just like, hey, I, I made some good profit. I'm out. And yeah, man, uh, it's one of those things that every trader kind of have was like, you get out early and you're like, oh, God, if I would have waited for like seven more days, you know, would have made that 20,000 would have been like $200,000. But it is what it is, you know. <laughs> yeah. I think once you experience a, your first real big loss, I'm thinking back, I forgot when it was, maybe it was around December or um, November. We had that big crypto crash when Elon Musk was talking about, um, you know, environmental problems and stuff like that. Right, right. Yep. And uh, that was around the time GameStop started popping off, which which I I did catch the GameStop train. Nice, (laughs) nice, nice. Um, I watched, I'll never forget, I I got out of work and... um, I was actually, I was living at a hotel at the time because I was working on the COVID floor and I was watching my portfolio. First, I, I got a notification that my margin account had been liquidated and <laughs> man, I got liquidated like 25 grand. Okay. Can you, can you explain to people what that is? Cause I feel like some people went through that and they still have no idea why they got liquidated. Can you explain to them what was, what was that all about? And this is why I was really hesitant to talk about the the margin because <laughs> you can make good money if, if you if you take your profits and you run. Uh, margin is where you 
you put in, say you put in a thousand dollars, depending on what app it is, you could borrow up to 10 times that. So for a thousand dollars, you could borrow um, $10,000, but the more you borrow, the less wiggle room you have for the crypto to go down. So if you bar, if you max out on 10 X, you only have, you know, maybe 10% or less before your, your margin closes in and you lose your thousand that much faster because it's leveraged. And instead of you just running to zero, it takes it from you because you have nothing left. It's not like options trading where you could kind of go down and wait for it to go back up. And that's what happened is I reached you get an email and it says you reach, you're at 98%, your account's being liquidated. Oh, man. And you, it just gets snatched right from your hands. There's nothing you could do about it. Oh, man. Um, and then on top of that, you're watch, I'm watching my, my crypto account go, you know, just straight down in like hours. Mm-hmm. So that was a bad time. And ever since then, I mean, that day alone, I think, you know, I must have been down like 80 or 90,000 in like the matter of like maybe two days or so. And sick uh, with that, man. <laughs> man. I was, I was so sick. Being liquidated is no. It, oh, have you guys? It, it, have you guys been liquidated before? No, uh, but uh, <laughs> speaking of options, in September was one of the oh. worst times of me ever trading. I mean, like I, I think in one day I dropped like twenty thousand dollars in one day, and it just, it was, it was, it wasn't, no, it, it wasn't a good time. It just wasn't a good time. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's hard, you know, but you got to, it kind of brought me back to my roots of if you're, if I'm going to do that, you can't get too carried away. If you're day trading, you can't get too carried away. You got to take your money. If you want to put it in a long-term hold, you got to put it there and leave it. But I have my bag, my crypto bag that I just don't touch. And that was the money I was, I haven't been buying, um, recently just because everything is kind of you know gone up I, and i plan i do plan to buy if maybe if if i mean well we'll, we'll hit a bear market everyone starts saying you know it's going to go up forever but we'll hit another bear market and uh that's when i'll buy but if you're going to day trade you got to take your profits and you got to be content and happy right. and humbled that you got this opportunity to make money and that's it. You gotta you gotta close the door. You, you can't you can't be a my friend calls me a bag holder, but uh you can't be a bag holder. No man, you can't well you can't be the last one in the party. That's what we call it. You cannot be the last one at the party, man. You gotta leave early, you gotta come in early and leave right when the party is heating up. You get out. Um, so my question to you is do you use any indicators when you day trade crypto? Because I don't I don't I don't think I ever like talk to a lot of people day trading cryptos. Do you use any, any indicators or how do you know when to get in position, when to get out? Uh, so that I, I started to learn um, technical analysis like Zay, he, he does TA and mm-hmm. he's real good at it. I kind of, I look at crypto all day and I've been watching, I've been watching crypto charts for years now. And mm-hmm. I kind of have this intuition to where when I see something going down, that's when I buy and I'll enter in on margin 
Mm-hmm. And maybe I'll put in, you know, $2,000 and I'll borrow like maybe four or 5,000. Okay. And then I'll buy in when something is, is really tanking. Other than that, I, it's all about the entry point for me. I don't do a lot of technical. I don't, I don't do any technical analysis to be honest um, mm-hmm. because with crypto crypto is, is real uncertain. It's, it fluctuates That's and you could, get, <laughs> you could get burned real easy doing tech TA so my strategy, which has always kind of worked for me, is that you wait and you wait. I was, I was telling my friends the other day who were, who were kind of new to trading, I was saying, you got to be a lion and you got to wait and you got to wait and you got to stock your prey. If you find a, one coin that you like, or maybe stay on top of three that you could watch maybe all day or here and there and wait for your entry point. But if you don't have, if you don't see that dip, if you don't see that fat red candlestick, don't buy in. Cause you know, that's your money right there, but you right. will make the most money if you buy. And, and it, and it's kind of, it feels weird saying this, but when other people are panic selling, just think of you being that line hopping in and buying mm-hmm. their coins that they're panic selling and yep. you're scooping them up to make profit. Just grabbing it from them. That's a fact. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. It's kind of like it's kind of like uh, when people go like uh, to stores and to see like the sales, the red sales uh, tags and all this stuff. That's when you buy, right? But what we figure out in the stock market, people are scared of sales when it comes to the stock market. Like when things start going red and stuff, everybody's in panicking. It's like, yo, this is the time when you're supposed to be buying. Don't panic. Like relax. <laughs> yeah. and, and and that's a, a psychological mechanism that's kept yeah. us alive for thousands of years. The yeah. fight or flight response. All we have is that is that sell button. So when mm-hmm. we're getting kicked down in a fight, we flee. That's our only way of survival. So in a in a stock or a crypto, when we see that red and we're getting beat down, you can't uh, you can't flee, but that that's you fighting. Your psychological, you know, mental state that has been, you know, ingrained in you for thousands of years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we, can, I mean, it's hard though. It's 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 really really hard to see like, okay, you up like 200 percent, and then then you down like fifty percent, and you're like, dang, I really really believe in this thing, so I'm not gonna run away, and I'm gonna put some more money into it. But it's like, it's very hard to do that. Like, yo, everything kicks in, like. Oh, I should just take whatever I have left and go. You know what I mean? But it never it like it, that's the time when you're supposed to actually be buying and stuff. So, um, so you say you're still a nurse. How does it feel, you know, being a nurse in, in during COVID and making the amount of money you were making with crypto and even trading and stuff? Like, how does how did that feel? Because I know a lot of people lost their jobs and a lot of people in like you know in, in, in such a like a, a hard times when it comes to finance and stuff. How did that, how did that feel for you to be making such amount of money doing like when everybody else was losing theirs? Yeah, I mean, I was working, I, I was working as a, um, a nurse assistant, but on the COVID floor, they had been, they had extra stuff cause people didn't want to work there, but it was hard because like my fat, my, my dad owns a business and a small business and it was slow and right. you see everybody going on unemployment and I was working, getting this overtime and all my money was going into crypto. And that, um, it, it, it was a hard time because you kind of, it was so uncertain. I mean, the stocks crashed, crypto crashed. 
you don't know if the world's going to end, if there was going to be a war. And um, I was just working. I was just doing my thing, stacking chips and putting it all into my investments. Cause I just had a feeling if we, if we come out of this, mm-hmm. it's gonna, it's gonna compound to a lot bigger. And um, yeah, that's, that's, it's, that's it's working. <laughs> it's definitely working, man. It's definitely working. Ronnie, what you got, bro? Yeah, man. So what would you, I know the story you told us um, earlier about, you know, you were in, in your garage, um, not kind of knowing what direction you wanted. What would you tell yourself now, um, you know, versus back then, like, you know, how to, I guess, change different things or what you what you have did different, um, you know, back then and now? Uh, definitely what I've learned is that, and this goes with all, all aspects of life, with the business, with, with ideas. If you have your intuition, your intuition is so strong. It's, it's stronger than TA and it's stronger than, than a lot of things. And that's how these big businesses get started is that if you, if you really have a gut feeling that's telling you something, you got to hop on it and you can't listen to people. You can't listen to the naysayers because just like you know, it, it's kind of a kind of a different example, but my little brother was telling me he just had this feeling Doge was going to go to the Doge, yeah. <laughs> and I, what I did is I as I gave him a hundred bucks and I said, um, "You should invest this how you want it. It's going to be on my account because he's too young." And um, look into these coins, and I'm going to invest this hundred bucks for you, and uh, we're going to see where it goes one day. Maybe when you when you get to college or something. So he wanted to invest in Doge, and I told him no. But the thing mm. is, is now that I look back, I should have let him invest what he wanted to invest in because that was his, that, that was what he, he seen was going to go up. And if you're getting into crypto, if you're getting into investing, if you're trying to make a future for yourself, some wealth, if you really see something, I wouldn't say go all in, but you should definitely follow it. You should look into it. You should invest into it. and. Don't listen to the people that are going to tell you you're you're wasting your money or you're mm. you buying, you know, because they don't understand the feeling that you have, and they probably haven't done the research that you have. Man, that's a solid advice, man, because that's the only way you will learn, right? That's the only way you can build your your tradermanship, I guess that's what I call it. Is that's how you kind of build your your character, your character. So even if you put that money, if for example, your brother, even if you would have put that money in, in Doge and he went south, he would have learn something from that. Like, okay, now I need to just research a little bit more, understand a little bit more. But intuition, man, going back to what you said, intuition is such a big thing that I feel like a lot of us neglect sometimes because we just get so focused on looking at charts, looking at numbers, looking at all these different things. And I'm not talking about like feelings and I'm talking about like really having that intuition inside of you telling like, look, this is the right move. I know everybody's telling it's not the right move, but something in your gut just telling you like, this is the right move. And I think about that guy that bought that $8,000 worth of ship when ship first came out. I mean, mm. that wallet is like what? Worth like 5.6 billion or something like that. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like if somebody would have told him like, nah, man, don't do it. You stupid. Ship is not going anywhere. It's, it's one of those stupid coins yeah. or whatever. But ship didn't even have to move that much for him to be a billionaire. You know, do you know what I mean? Like if, if somebody would have like told him not to do it, I wonder where he would be right now. And also going back to that same, another guy who, 
uh, bought pizza with his crypto coins, with, oh, with yeah. his Bitcoin. You know what I mean? Like, it's like we have so many stories that just kind of like, yo, <laughs> you just got to trust yourself, man. Like, stop doing that. Like, you know, um, if, if, if you if you did your research and did your readings and stuff and you really believe in what you have done, what you have, with the research that you put in, then go ahead and do it. If it goes south, at least you know you went in by your own, you know, by your own, like, you know, choosing. Like, you know, you, nobody pushes you, nobody forces you to do it. So I definitely agree with the intuition piece, man. Like, it's, it's such a big thing that helps me, at least, in the stock market a lot. So I definitely agree with that one. Now, what another thing that I, I hear from a lot of people is don't buy, don't, don't give away your crypto, your, your Bitcoin. Because now you get all these businesses that say, hey, yes, you can come buy this from us with Bitcoin. You can come buy this from us with Bitcoin. Why shouldn't people give away their Bitcoin to those corporations that are selling like sneakers for like, you know, I don't know, one Bitcoin or, two, or 0.002 Bitcoin, whatever. Like, why shouldn't they sell it? Well, Tesla is a good example because they started taking Bitcoin for cars. And I actually, when they started doing yeah. that, <laughs> I went I went and test drove a, a Tesla. <laughs> Cause I, I wanted to buy one, man. I felt like I had been waiting for years and this is my moment. I wanted <laughs> Tesla and, and I felt like I earned it. Um, but I didn't buy it. And I, I want to say that there's, there's two aspects to that is that, um, it's good to use, it's good to use Bitcoin, um, to get it, to get it out there so that it grows. So there's a small aspect of using it for the better purpose of it. But then there's another aspect where you want to hold on to it for your dear life and you don't ever want to get rid of it. And so I have a bag of crypto that I just don't touch. Um, my Bitcoin, I just don't touch. And if there was a way where, you know, I was saving money and, you know, I used Bitcoin right now, I don't think we're at that part, um, you know, because if you were to buy Bitcoin on PayPal, you're paying fees and, and this and that. We're not at that level to where you're buying Bitcoin and you're saving money by using it on a plane ticket or by using it on a Tesla. Right now, it's kind of like if you have a crypto bag, you could do it. Um, but I would stack and hold it. I, I wouldn't be using it at this moment to be purchasing things because you're, I mean, you're making money on it. The dollar, you're losing it on an inflation every year. You don't want to be holding dollars right now. I mean, you, you might, some people would say, yeah, we're heading into deflation, but, um, I would definitely not spend, spend the Bitcoin on stuff. I definitely do. The, the trade-off is, it just doesn't make sense. You know, like Bitcoin is definitely like on the uptrend while the dollar is on the downtrend. So it's like, it doesn't make sense to trade the two. So yeah, but man, we're going to start wrapping up. So one of the biggest thing I always ask people, what's some resources that you can kind of share with the people that if they want to learn more about cryptos. Bitcoins, NFTs, and all these different things. What are some of your resources that you have found to be very helpful uh, to do like research and stuff? There, a lot of my research just comes from YouTube videos and Google. You gotta, it, you gotta look at if if you were getting into crypto. What I tell some of my friends is look up the top ten or twenty coins on Coin Market Cap. Research those coins, and if there's a project that you really like then you know research that project and decide if you want to invest in it if you want more of a generalized wrap up if you're in a hurry driving on your way to work youtube videos do a good job there's a lot of analysts out there that talk about projects 
Uh, one that I've listened to for a while is Ivan on tech. He, he's pretty good because he does the whole blockchain thing and he's real honest. If he thinks something's going down, like, you know, he, he's not, he's uh, he doesn't give you that um, hopium <laughs> and that's it. I mean, I would just look at YouTube and then research the coins, the individual coins. Nice. Ronnie, what you got, bro? Sweet. So Austin, like I always ask people this question. Um, what's next? Like, what do you see yourself in the next five to 10 years, man? Like as far as with crypto and just, you know, life in general. Uh, I, I just applied for my master's. So hopefully I'm done nice. with school. Oh, um, cool. I, I'm hoping to be a nurse practitioner and with investments, I'm hoping to have more of a stock, uh, stock bag. I'm really, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I recently bought lucid and then I sold it. Oh so, man. Hope you sold it after the, uh, the run up that just had, I had, I made a hundred, I made about 110% on my calls. Nice. And at that point is like, that's, for, that's when I'm going to sell, but that was right before the run-up. And, um, oh, man. So, uh, <laughs> and then, um, I did happen to get a put and a, a couple puts and I, and I kind of cashed out at the Perfect. top, but, um, in five years from now, just be done with school. Hopefully Bitcoin and crypto is, is, um, at a higher point than it is now. And really I'm hoping that I'm in this metaverse stuff. I'm hoping that I own metaverse land and I'm hoping where maybe I'm, I'm using the metaverse myself somehow. Right. Right. But here's the thing though. Like, I feel like, you know, in, even in, even like in less than five, maybe five years, let's say in less than five years, you probably be a, a multimillionaire already, but would you still continue to be a nurse? Is that like something of passion of yours to stay in a nursing, even when you hit that multimillion dollar status? Yeah. You know, the, for some people, for some people, then they don't like the nine to five. They don't like having a boss. And like a lot of people who get into stocks, that's why they get into it. <laughs> um, I really enjoy a set schedule, which is why I do less of the day trading and more of the long-term bag. Um, my plan is always to just, as long as I'm experiencing personal growth, then that's really the biggest thing is I want to be, I like waking up every day knowing I have a schedule and like, just, just like a Monday through Friday thing. And if I want to take time off of work, I could take time off of work, but mm-hmm. whether if, if, if I could stack a few houses and manage that, but being a nurse for me and, and like Zay, Zay's a nurse. Um, yeah. It, 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 there's a certain type of enjoyment, a, a pain and struggle type of enjoyment that, that gives me more of a personal satisfaction to help people. And that's why that's why I do it. So I probably will. Um, I'll I'll definitely be working still. And you work you work out a lot too, man. Because I saw some of your uh, pictures on your profile. So do you uh, do you own a gym? Or do you, do you do CrossFit? No. So you know I, I did take some time off, but yeah, man. Every day my day starts at around four a.m. I hit the gym sometimes before a twelve-hour shift at work. Mm-hmm. Austin doesn't have kids, yo. Oh, you got me. <laughs> no. When you become Pop a parent, up. you get everything exactly. you can. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm unfortunate right now. I'm single and I don't, um, I, I don't have kids, so I'm using it to the best of my ability. And and you should if you if you if you are single and you don't have kids, this is your time to grind. This is your time to be optimistic. 
this is your time to read books. You got to start with Dale Carnegie, um, you know, how to win friends and influence, influence people. people. Yes. Yeah. You got a great just, book. You got to look into these rich dad, poor dad. He has great advice and you got to just experience growth. I just uh, opened up like a side business just for fun. It's called um, pop, lock and crack it, pop, lock and crack it for crock charms. Nice. <laughs> you got to just get, get involved with, with anything that you can experience with personal growth. And um, nice. it, it could be anything, any, I mean, as far as your mind wants to take you. Nice, 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 man. That was a bar right there to take advantage of your your youthness right now, and you know, not having too much kids, uh, too much kids, too much responsibility, or you know, kids and anything like that to watch out for. So I definitely, man, like put 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 all your energy into like you know, building wealth at the, at a young age, so that way when you get to like having family stuff, so you can enjoy, you can enjoy your family too, man. So say, man, I mean, uh, Austin, man, we appreciate you, bro. Thank you so much for coming and spending some time with us, man. That was, it was awesome. Uh, Ronnie, any last minute questions, man? Yeah, man. Appreciate it. I definitely learned some stuff today. Um, since I'm really just now getting into crypto, uh, big, I'm more into like the option stock, but definitely crypto NFTs. Um, so I definitely appreciate you. I hopefully, you know, people who are listening, hopefully you took down some notes and uh, got this information. Uh, definitely is valuable. So appreciate you. Thanks Austin for hopping on. Thank you so much for having me. I, I'm I'm super passionate about crypto and I love telling people about it. Hey, listen, man. Thank you so much. We, we, we will revisit you in like a year and a half when you're a super millionaire. So we'll <laughs> definitely we'll be having a, another conversation, man. Hopefully this time we'll be in person, man, because I think that would be, that'll be really, really dope. Hey, uh, tell tell the people how they, how, how they can uh, get in touch with you. How can they follow you and all that stuff? Uh, my Instagram, it's called uh, The Young Days of Austin. And um, I, got, I got to upgrade it because I'm getting into my older days. But uh, yeah, I'm on Instagram. If you have questions about crypto, I love helping people. I, I don't I don't charge any fees or anything like that. I just give general advice, um, honest and, and honest advice. And yeah, that's it. I just um, I just love helping people, man. I'm passionate about especially kids growing wealth and investing in, in something. Man, we appreciate you, man. And Definitely, man. Y'all go follow Austin. Make sure you ask him any questions you guys have about crypto and all these different things. And listen to those gems that he dropped today, man. I'm definitely going to look up that XRP, man, because I've been looking. Where can I buy XRP? And I'm excited about this right now. So with that being said, man, stock culture, we are out of here. Peace.